Transportation Safety Administration, or TSA, is dedicated to protecting our nation's transportation and ensuring the freedom of movement for people and commerce. And now, we want you to join our team. We're looking for young, motivated people of character. The TSA Training School is now open. Hello, welcome to class. I am your instructor, Bushalaka Kala. Are there any questions before we begin? Yeah, what's your name again? Bushalaka Kala. Uh, well, Mr. Busakaka Kala. No, no, no. Bushalaka Kala is my first name. My last name's almost unpronounceable. Okay. Sit down. At the TSA, we remind you to expect the unexpected. Isn't that the motto for Big Brother? You and I are going to have problems, aren't we? Sit down. Let me get to it. Here's how it works. I need a volunteer from the class. Yeah, right, 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 right. No, no, you. What's your name? Molly? Yeah, Molly, you'll be perfect. You're going to be a passenger trying to get through security, and I will demonstrate what the TSA is supposed to do, okay? Okay. What is your breast size? What? Does your carry-on fit under your seat? Are those shoes containing bombs or explosive devices of any kind? I ask you, what is your breast size? So you're not going to answer that. Fine. One more question. I need to examine your breast. It's not really a question, but a statement. Could you lift your top? What? No. What are you talking about? This is how we work at the TSA. Lift your top, please. No! Don't make me forcibly remove you to the back of that filthy curtain. God, your breath smells like ass. Okay, we have a passenger who won't comply. So what you do in that case is you just grab them. Ah! the TSA Training School. You'll learn to act swiftly, educate and provide friendly customer service, and coordinate security involving all means of transportation. All right, I need another jughead from the class. Volunteers? Oh, now they're shy all of a sudden. You don't like how the methods work, so you clam up. You, what's your name? Uh, Joe. Joe. What a great name, Joe. Everybody in America's named Joe. Joe, sometimes at the TSA, we run into freakazoids, what I like to call a limper. You know, like a circus guy or something got a fake leg, and you have to tell him, take the pants off. So, Joe, take the pants off. Uh, why? What? Take your pants off. I want to see if you have a fake I'm not leg. I'm taking my pants take off. Take your pants off on the TSA. Uh, I. Uh, okay, we have a passenger who won't comply. So, what we do in this case is. Get off me! Get off me! The TSA Training School. If you join our team, starting salaries begin at $24,300. Remember, Jugheads, TSA stands for titillating, stimulating asses. <laughs> the Brit Summers Show. Online at thebritsummershow.com. I kept begging them over and over again, get off of me, get off of me, get off of me. He ran his hands down over and pulled the pants down. They went down around my ankles. He asked to see a supervisor. That made things worse. She was yelling, I have power. Come on, come on, come on, come on now. Pat me, TSA. Fondle me, for I am not afraid. I have no bombs on me today. Come on and tickle my prostate Run your tongue across my taint Now I want you to grope me For me to fly the friendly skies And I want John Pistoli To squat down and place his nose In my brown Oh, I've got stories about them. Hey, everybody, I'm back. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlo Channel, Acast, and, of course, Radio Pubic. Well, I'm back from an extended vacation, which was well-deserved, if you ask me, <laughs> and I had a great time. Even though I'm broadcasting from a country where if you're a white cop that executes black people for a uh, traffic violation, well, then you just get paid leave. Stay home, relax a little bit, watch Netflix, and still get your paycheck. That's okay. Especially if you shoot a black man 600,000 times. And you, all you get is a paid leave. Nice. Nice. But let me tell you that if you are a trans woman trying to get through TSA security... Oh, you're in big trouble now. Yeah, my trip to New York was uh, partially great. I had a great time up there. 
but it was marred, and I do mean Bill marred, by a disastrous flight. And uh, JetBlue has always been my airline of choice. They've always been great with me. And they've always put my girl name next to my legal ID name. Always. I'd say for the last 15 years since I've been flying with them. And so, so JetBlue has no problem with gender ID. Hey, you pay for the ticket, we'll give you what you want. No problem. And all these years, uh, I, I had no problem with TSA up until now because I had both names on my IDs. And uh, TSA was good with that up until they changed their policy in May. And of course, everybody knows that they changed their policy in May, right? You've all heard that, right? I mean, that came out on the news. That was all out. They had a big press release. They had a big press conference. No, nobody knew that. And you know who else didn't know about that policy change? JetBlue. Who, upon hearing this, completely crippled my entire itinerary. I had to rebook on the flight up and had to rebook on the flight back. And to their credit, JetBlue apologized for the uh, mishap and they refunded all my money for, for the overcharges. Which is great. Okay, I don't blame them. They didn't know what to do with the recent changes made at TSA where they neglected to tell anybody about that. And the changes are, you have to have specific name matched to a specific ID. Okay, well that's great if you're not gender specific, okay? I happen to be, and I have a gender ID, and I have official gender ID, but I still keep my old name so as not to confuse any of my paperwork at the federal level, if you know what I mean. Uh, that's always been my fear. I mean, changing my name, and that's why. I mean, it was hard enough for me to secure my earned health benefits with uh, the Veterans Administration. And with the help of Ted Deutsch, who I'm going to miss very much, especially with this race going on. Uh, and I'm going to get to that. And here's the thing. The Veterans Administration has no problem with gender ID. But until all my paperwork's in order, I'm not going to mess with that. Uh, no! And a big reason why is I haven't brought this up in the show before, but why not? I'm uh, due for back surgery in the middle of August. And they're taking care of it. And I'm taking all kinds of preliminary tests. And a lot. the big reason why... Uh, the uh, trip to New York wasn't all that long, but when I got back, I had to take preliminary tests uh, regarding my uh, back surgery, which thank uh, Yashki above, because uh, without the VA, I'd, <laughs> I'd be a cripple. But they're going to fix it and whatever it is, that's great. Uh, but I, I won't dare mess with that paperwork right now, okay? Maybe down the road I'll do that. And, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because the Veterans Administration has no problem changing the name on that. But as I said on earlier shows, what happened was when I was in the service, they screwed up my Social Security number. Now they finally got it right. So I'm going to double down with a different name? I don't think so. And I'm not going to do it just to please TSA. So what I did was I, I, I did like a Merrick Garland our pit bull of an attorney general. <laughs> no man is above the law. Not even Don Trump? No man is above the law. How about a woman? How about Ginny Thomas? Is she above the law? She's above the law when she's laying down. How about that, Merrick? So I did a Merrick Garland. I wrote the TSA a tersely worded letter. <laughs> Which is about all he's worth. Tersely worded letters. I'm warning you, the state of Texas. Ooh. Oh, we, my confidence is... There's no confidence with that guy. And, and the latest news is that Merrick showed up for work and they were investigating Trump. Finally, after a year and a half. So how long you think that's going to take? And they're looking into the fake electors, which the evidence is insurmountable, and they, they just drag their feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Justice Department is supposed to go slowly, take their time, but a boop ba 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 But we don't have time. When is it going to get through the DOJ's heads that we're limited on time? 
And that's why the pressure is mounting for them to act swiftly like they're supposed to and not meander around and uh, drag their feet and uh, eat a tuna fish sandwich. We don't have time for that. And that's my biggest beef of, of all. And that's why I come down on a DOJ. You know, possibly Trump has been under investigation by them. Okay, but for how long? Is it going to be five years from Sukkot? When are they going to actually indict him? I guess Merrick took down the sign that was in his office that was a picture of Trump captioned, Do not touch this man. And it was given to him by Alvin Bragg. Alvin! But yeah, they're going after the fake electors, which they should have done immediately. The fake electors are white Republicans in America. He's got a problem with that. That might look partisan. And we have a uh, district attorney here in Palm Beach who's supposedly spearheading the uh, investigation against that inbred Matt Gates with the big forehead and the buck upside down teeth who's criticizing women for being ugly. That inbred who looks like a toe with hair on top. Well, how's that investigation going? I could get the guy's name, the, the guy who's spearheading the investigation, but he's been silent for over a year now. And it seems to me they went all Alvin Bragg on it, you know, turning their back on it, saying, nah, I have nothing to see here. Let's go home. But if you're trans trying to get through the TSA thing, oh, they gave me a hard time. And that chapter in my life is far from over, by the way. They did contact me and they wanted to have an interview. I'm happy to grant it. I'm not flying anywhere right now. Hopefully I'll be able to fly somewhere later. <laughs> and you know, it didn't get past me that the chairman of the, oh, not chairman, but head of the uh, TSA, well, wouldn't you know, it happens to be a Trump appointee. There's still a lot of them around, Ned, but Papa Joe, he left them in place. Chiefly, Christopher Ray of the FBI. Hey, Chris, how's that pipe bomber investigation going, huh? Is that another one of those, like, Justice Department excuses? Well, we have to take our time. We have to mosey about. What's going on with that? You know, the D.C. pipe bomber that you have on video, clearly, who is a woman, and you try to pass it on to the public, like, can you help identify who this person is? No, 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 no. You've got the full science lab at your disposal. Use it. But that woman pipe bomber might be Jenny Thomas. We don't know. Although I doubt it, because that one was much too thin. And we all know about Louis DeJoy, which they said, nothing can be done about that. It's a post office only type of deal. Well, if a president can appoint the head of the post office, why can't he get rid of him too? That's a one-way street? Never been explained to me. Yeah, Dave Pekoski. He was appointed... Well, he was appointed by another Trump appointee back in 2019, and he's head of the TSA now. So, like, yeah, sure, I'm, <laughs> I'm really confident they have uh, sensitivity training there. Although, I, as I said, and this is a, the absolute truth, they have trans women working there. I, I happen to know of two, and one has since retired, but they do. I mean, obviously, they have trans people in their employment. So I I don't know how they have a separate set of rules for people who work there and people trying to get through to uh, security. Well, I'm going to find out. I'll update you as that uh, perspires. So I saw what happened with my back. It happened many, many years ago. I'd say around 2004, 2005, when I was a dancer and I was dancing at a nightclub. And uh, I would, in my act, I would do several things. (laughs) I would tap dance, for one. And then I would swing around the the pole onto the stage and bounce off the stage, I'd say four to five feet down to the floor, in pumps. Or as they call dancers' shoes, fuck me pumps. Because in a lot of cases, they were clear. And and, uh, anywhere between four to five inch stilettos. And I would do that. And I didn't, I didn't feel anything back then, but that surely was screwing up my back. And then over the years, when you go in different positions or what have you, and you're doing different things, uh, you hurt your back here, you hurt your back there. It turns out it was always the same spot, and it got worse and worse and worse and worse. And it uh, turns out that it's collapsed. Uh, my uh, T8 disc is collapsed, so they're going to, they have a way of repairing it. 
and uh, I'll keep my legs crossed, and hopefully everything will come out fine. It is outpatient surgery, and uh, it should be okay. I don't know what the recovery time is yet, but it, it shouldn't be too long. I I got to tell you, though, I am really looking forward to it because it's very painful and annoying. Uh, when the pain subsides a little, it's still there. You know, it gnaws at you constantly. Uh, and people who've had back problems know what I'm talking about. And I'm so grateful to the VA who's been all over this. I mean, test after test after test. Sometimes I have to drive to Miami, which is 60 miles from here. It's worth it. It really is worth it for what I'm getting in return. I, I really don't mind the horrific drive. <laughs> you know, for people who don't live here, let me tell you how the Department of Transportation road engineers are here. You've got the turnpike, the Florida Turnpike, that when you're go- entering into Miami, it goes on to 95, okay? You got six lanes squished into one lane. So that one part. <laughs> To get on 95. So that one part of the journey is like uh, like a half hour long. You just sit there. You can bring a hibachi and barbecue hot dogs that take so long just to get on 95. Because they didn't think that maybe you'd need, <clears throat> with all the millions of people living there, you might need more than one lane. <laughs> but that aside, it's worth the drive because uh, they're great. Uh, as other veterans will tell you. VA care is the best in the world, and uh, if you forget about something that, uh, regarding your health, they'll remind you. It's, it's so nice. And, and my advice to anybody under 30, do a short tour for a couple of years, and you too can enjoy such benefits. It's still there. I mean, as long as the Republicans leave that in place, you're good. But they want to take that away. They want to take everything away. Everything. And their Rube followers... They're like, yeah, yeah, we don't need health care. Yeah, we don't need regulations. Regulations that would have kept the gas prices lower. We don't need that. No, give all that money to the billionaires. They deserve it. We don't. We don't need no damn jobs. Yeah. Rubes. Close all the public schools. Make them all private. So I can't send my kids to school anymore. <laughs> God damn it, you Republicans are fucking fools. So stupid are you. Ignorant. Dumb. Goddamn mugwumps. Unbelievable. But that's what they want. A dystopian, chaotic society. Uh, under authoritarian rule. Which, by the way, DeSantis is more than happy to do. That sick, demented fuck. And I mentioned Ted Deutsch uh, just a second ago, who is uh, retiring his seat. Uh, to do other things. And, uh, of course, uh, everybody's running to take his place. The foremost being Jared Moskowitz, who I brought up earlier on earlier shows. Uh, let me refresh your memory. He has been appointed twice to, but to different positions. Primarily, he was appointed to an otherwise elected seat on the Broward County Commission by none other than Ron DeDemon. Yeah. And I took him to task for it. He appeared at one of our Democratic meetings. And I took him to task for it. I wish I had the audio for that. But he, I said, just how much do you owe your benefactor? I take umbrage to you calling him my benefactor. He is his benefactor. And he's got the most money. He's, got the, he's paid the most for endorsements by the uh, leadership in our party. Naturally, the DLCers, the old school... Blue Dog Democrats, they're backing him. And uh, what's scary about this is he, he is indebted to the demon. And um, I don't know what he's going to do in office, but he's got the lead right now. I just want to tell all of my listeners in the local listening area of Broward County or whatever district it is now. I mean, they keep changing it like they keep changing their socks. But for Ted Deutsch's seat running for congressman, Please vote for Ben Sorensen. He's the most logical choice out of, uh, what is it, five, maybe six, that are all running for Ted Deutsch's seat. One of them being uh, Hava Holzauer. Uh, <laughs> that's her name. Hava Nagila Holzauer. Well, she seems okay. And there's uh, one guy running that's like 20 years old. Doesn't have a chance. 
But Ben Sorensen seems to be the safest bet as far as uh, taking on Jared Moskowitz. Oi! Moskowitz, he's got the stain, the, the stench of DeSantis all over him. And he'll tell you that he's a big supporter of these gun laws and all that, Michigas. But, uh, oh, I have, <laughs> I have an important announcement to make. Do you want to have safe and sensible gun laws? I hereby call on my African-American listeners and everybody else in the African-American community. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me tell you a little story, and it's true. And it starts with Stokely Carmichael. Oh, yeah, as Timmy Rogers once said. Oh, yeah, Stokely Carmichael. In the 1960s, the Black Panthers in California marched up to the Capitol in Sacramento and stood on the steps fully armed with, I don't think it was automatic rifles, but they had weapons on them, all kinds of guns and everything, armed to the teeth. They didn't do anything. They were just making a protest, a a show of strength. Uh, And Reagan, whoa, Ron Reagan, was the uh, governor. And shortly after that, California had the toughest gun laws in the country. Yeah. Why? (laughs) They don't like seeing any black people with guns. Oh, yeah. The new legislation they've been writing to make gun owning easier and the uh, new one that uh, DeSantis is desperately trying to get past, the no permit and uh, open carry. You want to shut them down? I call on all (laughs) entire African-American community. Arm up now. Arm up now and go stand on the Capitol steps. Because when when they're writing that legislation, uh, it doesn't say what color you got to be. No, they left that part out. But they ain't happy when they see a black person with a gun. Oh, no, especially lots of them. So if you want to get gun laws passed, take a cue from Stokely Carmichael. Because it worked. Well, kind of. It was a racist thing, but it resulted in safe and responsible gun laws in California. I don't know, take it from there if you want. But (laughs) it sounds like a good idea to me. Well, yeah, like in Texas, uh, well, everybody can have a gun. You can have a carry. You don't need a permit. You don't need to have any kind of training. Uh, Just buy a gun online or buy it at the store and you can walk around the streets. You're talking about black people, too? Oh, we didn't think about that. Yeah. Now, you're going to need a group. I mean, it's not like one black person would have gone. Uh, that they'll just shoot you. But if it's an army of you, <laughs> I tell you, the trans community should do that too. <laughs> they never said what sex. Oh no, they never said uh, what sex ID you use or whatever it is. Now let's get a bunch of us T girls out there, fully armed to the T. And here's the thing: you don't even need real guns. They make these uh, air guns and they make these paint guns and these toy guns. They look like real guns. <laughs> Watch how fast they make laws restricting gun ownership. Watch how fast that happens. Why, they'll start drafting more restrictive gun laws faster than Josh Hawley could run. Just another flag fucking coward, which most of them are. They never served, and if they did serve, they were kicked out. Well, after laughing my ass off and seeing Josh Hawley skedaddle out of the Capitol, I couldn't get this one out of my mind. Because when it comes to chicken, there's no bigger chicken than a Republican one who is psycho. I can't seem to face up to the facts. I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. This Colonel Sanders job is getting me down. A crazy chicken chasing me all over town. Psycho chicken. What the fuck? I plucked him once, why pluck him again? Ah! Psycho chicken, what the fuck? 
the unedited version of that. The Fools from 1980. A parody band who had uh, some originals too. They were a tight, good studio band. You know what I miss at a time when we can really use some good satirical humor, uh, good comedy? There's just none out there. I mean, I've been listening to some of the podcasts and some of the shows out there and it's like, really? It's really bad. Different people with no concept of musical theory and how to put out a comedy piece with, with no concept of timing, with no concept of structuring and uh, doing entire songs. I mean, uh, a comedy bit is not supposed to be 17 minutes long. Although one time I thought about doing one that would be like an hour long as a parody of the parodies that are out there. It wouldn't be too hard to do. You just loop it. Uh, and it would uh, turn most of the audience off and everybody would go away, which is what happens with this, uh, the new wave of bad satirical humor. Uh, you'll notice I'm playing a lot of uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. They have great parodies, and they're written and produced by Brian Stack, former writer of Conan O'Brien. Uh, great stuff. And he knows how to make a satirical comedy bit, primarily because they're so short. They're usually no longer than a minute or a minute and a half, which is what they're supposed to be. Not an epic drama, not uh, pouring it on for hours on end to, to force yourself to be funny, and, and you're not. No. And that's what I'm hearing out there. I mean, everybody's an amateur at first. I was. You have to start from somewhere. But what happens now is that the... The bar is set so low for performance quality. Uh, it's just terrible. Uh, no one bothers to take a cue from uh, the greats out there. Alan Sherman, Tom Lehrer, Mark Russell, for Christ's sake. I mean, there's a lot to learn from. And that's the, actually, that's the key. You have to learn. You have to learn how it's done. And and now it's all, there's this uh, tone deaf guy that I hear on, on uh, a morning zoo show that... <laughs> He's a good production guy, voice production, fine. But some people just don't have the ability to sing. And this guy, uh, you can hear his, uh, one of his testicles like popping out of his mouth while he's trying desperately to get a note out. It's, it's, and, and yes, I understand the concept of singing poorly to make the, as part of the, the joke. Yeah, I've done that plenty of times, but there's now and then you have to do it straight up. And this guy tries, <laughs> oh, but he just can't. And even in times when there was a song that I knew I could not sing, I couldn't reach certain notes or whatever it was, I, I'd ask someone to stand in for me, or if it was a female vocal, I'd get a female to vocalize for me. It's not that hard to do. Well, getting a good female vocalist, that's funny. That's pretty hard to do. And I was lucky enough to have a couple of them. But man, it's, it's just weak. It's just bad out there. And, and don't give me this Randy... Ra oh, what about Randy Rainbow? First of all, you're not supposed to laugh at your... 
if you, if you watch his videos, his, his mouth's always gaping open like, whoa, what did I just say? Here's the funny part. And wait, if you think this material's weak, I'm going to enhance it by putting on this fright wig and using prop humor. Insert laughter here. But that's what qualifies as uh, funny stuff these days, I guess. And he's doing quite well. I'm happy for him. And that's great. He's, he's building a little career out of doing really, really bad parody songs. Um, why? Because you're not supposed to mug through it. You got to do it somewhat, kind of, the way the song goes. And another thing, keep it short. Keep it short. Not the whole goddamn song. The entire song. Oh... Make it easy on yourself and keep it at a minute. It's easy to cut out a chorus. It's easy to cut out a verse. That's what I would do. And then, of course, you, the argument could be made about Weird Al. His early stuff was hilarious. He was very funny when he started out. But then, when you have a producer and arranger, such as Rick Derringer, and in some cases, Quincy Jones, all bets are off. Then it's just easy street. Then it's like, you know... <laughs> 30 years experience I had doing parody songs, quite notably, I might add. But uh, when you're up against Quincy Jones and Rick Derringer, uh, yeah, that's not fair. But let's make a biopic about him, how he struggled. Oh, he didn't really struggle. He sent a cassette tape to Dr. Demento, which a lot of people did. I did, and he played my stuff. Girls Don't Fart, and uh, there was another one I can't remember. I mean, a lot of people did that. The Fools did that. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, uh, I'm just very sad, and, and I really, really miss the, the funny stuff. I mean, there were, uh, a few years ago, there were a couple of good satirists out there, but then they, they just disappeared. Now all we get is these uh, wannabes who try so hard. It's like they're passing a stone. They're trying so hard to be funny, and that just doesn't work. Well, there was a time when that was just grade school stuff that never made it on the air but now it's accepted as very good high quality humor <laughs> and, and when i listen back to the the work the work that i used to put into my parodies for maybe a minute or a minute and a half sometimes two minute parody uh the work i did building the bed making the music bed funny and sometimes it would take two or three days to pull it off, and I did. And I look back at it, wow, I sure was motivated back then, wasn't I? Well, you would be too at 7500 a month. But I don't do that no more because I don't get that no more. No. Those karaoke bits aren't funny Cause they edit them way too quick Yes, karaoke bits are never funny Because they don't know how to edit them right And they cut them off short and they always sound like <laughs> You're listening to the Brit Summer Show And while I was away We lost some of our favorite movie mobsters Before I left, uh, I already spoke about Ray Odor. I always wanted to be a gangster. Um, but then we lost Jimmy Kahn. What are you going to do? Nice college boy, huh? They want to get mixed up in the family business? Huh? Now you want to gun down a police captain? Why, because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think, this is the army where you shoot him a mile away? You got to get him close like this, and bing you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Come in. You're taking us very person. Tom, this is business, and this man is taking it very, very personal. Paul Sorvino, who, I guess, turned his back on all of us. You're all I've got, and I really, really need your help. I really do. Take this. Now i got to turn my back. And I did try. I, I, I tell you, I did try. Uh, the razor blade with the garlic. And it was, you know something, it, it did dissolve a little faster. The, the only difference is... It wasn't quite as strong. The garlic is a lot stronger when you just smash it. But what really was sad and tugged at my heartstrings because he was, he was just so much fun because he was, he was the real thing. And that's the passing of Tony Polly Walnuts, Sirico. Fucking Italian people. How do we miss out on this? What? Fucking espresso, cappuccino, 
We invented this shit. And all these other cocksuckers are getting rich on it. Yeah, isn't it amazing? And it's not just the money. It's a pride thing. All our food. Pizza, calzone, buffalo mozzarella, olive oil. These fucks had nothing. They ate pootsie before we gave them the gift of our cuisine. But this, this is the worst. This expressive shit. Take it easy. Be good Catholic for 15 fucking minutes. Is that so much to ask? You add up all your mortal sins and multiply that number by 50. Then you add up all your venial sins and multiply that by 25. You add them together, and that's your sentence. I figure I'm going to have to do about 6,000 years before I get accepted into heaven. And 6,000 years is nothing in eternity times. I could do that standing on my head. It's like a couple of days here. Yeah, so how's Paulie doing? Won't see him no more. No. No, we won't see him no more. And that's too bad, because he always showed up and he was hilarious every time. Which brings me to a couple of observations I made when I was in New York. And one of them was, there is a COVID testing, I guess you could call it a kiosk or a uh, tent in just about every part of the city and in some parts of the Bronx. Uh, We were on Arthur Avenue, the real little Italy, and uh, they had them, I saw one there. All over the places, they're peppered throughout the uh, boroughs in the city. These COVID-free, absolutely free, COVID testing, uh, I guess you call them kiosks. Everywhere you go. And I couldn't help but wonder if they tried doing that here. This filthy little turd we have in Tallahassee, he'd have them all burned down. Because he wants people to die. That's his idea of good governing. Making people die. Especially kids. Not his kids. No. But it was like being in a different country. It was like being in, in the real America. And that's why I like going up there. I mean, they got their issues. Oh, they got problems there. One of them being that uh, Howie Schultz, Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, that greedy douchebag, he wants to make the restrooms unavailable to pedestrians in the city. Now, I don't know if a purchase is required. A lot of businesses are that way, and that's fine. But uh, it used to be that because if you're in a city, it takes a great feat of skill to find a place to pee. And, of course, uh, we have mastered uh, how to do that. But uh, for most people, they go into a Starbucks or they have a goodly amount, which is very sad, of McDonald's there. And yet McDonald's has no problem with that. But uh, if you got to go wee-wee, then up until now, you could go in a Starbucks. Well, the decision hasn't been finalized yet, but let me tell you something. If he says no more pedestrians can use the uh, restrooms in Starbucks, uh, expect to see a little puddle when you're walking into one. Because that's just how things work up there. As Stephen Colbert once said on the monologue, puddle or pee? Well, you'll be wondering that yourself if he uh, closes off restrooms to the public. They'll just go outside. (laughs) And the other thing was, uh, there is a ugly, poorly maintained golf course there. And it is called Trump Links. It's at the foot of the Whitestone Bridge. And and you can see it from the Whitestone. Uh, Trump Links. And what you see is a bunch of burned mounds with the, the sign that says Trump Links. And it is one of the two, two remaining properties that have the Trump name on it in the city. They have been happily successful in crowbarring off the Trump name on many of the apartment buildings he leased his name to. It's all gone, including Fred Trump. Uh, I guess it's a convalescence building or something. Uh, they even pulled his father's name off of it. They pulled his name off the highways. Uh, they don't want nothing to do with the douchebag they've all known before he was president. It was just a piece of crap. And they hated him then, and they really hate him now. Uh, so they're doing their best to just cleanse the city, getting rid of the Trump name everywhere. But the two that remain is, uh, of course, Trump Tower. There's not much they can do about that. But the real sore thumb is this really putrid look, supposed to be a golf course. And he leased his name to this city-owned golf course, 
at the at the cost. They're paying him a half a million dollars a year to have his name on it. And according to the agreement that was done years ago under guess who Giuliani, uh, if they pull his name off it, they'll owe him a balance of like thirty million dollars, or as he would say, thirty billion dollars. So there's all kinds of litigation going on. I mean, it's not that it's important. They just want to get the blemish of the Trump name out of there and maybe put a park there, something that looks decent, that's maintained. It's supposed to be a golf course, but it looks like uh, a tiny desert. It's really disgusting. Like him. Hey, if you thought there wouldn't be any more breaks being taken out, <laughs> well, I may not be on the air, but there's no reason why I can't do a break right now. The Fred Summers Show. You have the ride to vote. Round trip to your polling place and back. And it's free with two-hour advance notification. Our drivers will pick you up, wait for you to cast your vote, and take you home. Simply download the Ride to Share Vote mobile app or call 888-977-2250. For more information and service map for your area, visit RideShareToVote.com. That's one word, RideShare2Vote.com. We also unveiled new information about previously unknown activity involving Wisconsin's Republican Senator Ron Johnson. His aide offered to hand-deliver fake electors to Vice President Mike Pence on January 6th. Senator Ron Johnson made very clear to reporters that he does not want to talk about it to the point where he will fake being on the phone to avoid answering their questions about it. How much did you know about what your chief of staff was doing with the alternate slates of electors? No, you're not. I can see your phone. I can see your screen. If a journalist asks about your coup, who you gonna call? Nobody! You could bring a friend, but you have so few. What you gonna dial? No number! I won't fall for no hoax. Did a call on the phone about Tom Gun 2? Instead, who did you call? is exposed you screwed now who should you call we've got something to say transfixing you to your radio it's brit summers This week on the Brit Summer Show obituary break, we honor William Hart, lead singer for the Delphonics. Passed away at 77, didn't say why. They had uh, several hits. Of course, this was their biggest one. And I'd like to know what happened to all the R&B ballad groups. They're gone too. Many guys have come to you with a line that wasn't true. Let me try Now I don't wear a diamond ring I don't even know a song to sing All I know is la 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 I love you Oh baby please now La 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 I need it in this world You are the one for me One for me Let me hold you in my arms Girl, and thrill you with my charms I'm sure you will see You will see The things I'll say not
the Delphonics on the Philly Groove label. Yeah, William Hart wrote and sang that, and he wrote, and they had a couple other hits. I'm going to play maybe one more before the show is over. Hey, you're still listening to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoulFlow Channel, Acast, and of course, Radio Pubic. And not to mention other platforms that I'm not aware of, so enjoy me there. I want to take a moment to thank everybody for your support. This is that time. <laughs> this is the part of the show. Yeah, even though I, I, I'm lacking structure right now until it all falls into place, uh, I still have to express how grateful I am to everybody who's helped. Uh, and still is, because the show's still here. And so am I. Yes, I am. That is correct. And of course, I'd be remiss without thanking the official sponsor and underwriter of this program, Ernie. If not for you. Thank you, Ernie. I made it kind of short because I don't know how much time. You know something? I think next week, on next week's show, I'll play one of Ernie's all-time favorites. Um, I, I don't have that much time left on this one. <laughs> And you know, all the uh, times I've brought up, I've bitched about the uh, Federal Communications Commission. Uh, <laughs> you know what they're in charge of. You know what they're in place to oversee? Spam calls. Oh, yeah. Spam calls. These telemarketers have figured out a way to get around spam blockers, spam shield, which is in my phone. I still get them. Nothing works. The only thing I, I haven't done is paid for a, uh, a spam blocker uh, app, which I don't want to pay the $2.99 or $5.99 a month just to keep these crooks off my ass. Um, so, yeah, it's the FCC that's supposed to put an end to all that. In fact, they have the uh, do not, <clears throat> federal do not call registry, which I'm on there. It means nothing. No. And if you'll recall, those of you who remember when cell phones first came out in the early, uh, late 90s, actually, um, with, with part of the luxury and part of the welcomed cost of having a cell phone was that you they weren't allowed to call. You, telemarketers were not allowed to call cell phones at all. You didn't get spam calls on a cell phone up until, up until 2013. <laughs> and I'm going to get it because who was president then? Yeah. Talk about deregulation. He deregulated plenty, Obama. Because there used to be a law in place that you were not allowed, if you were a telemarketer, you were prohibited from calling over the airwaves on a cell phone. Uh, ground lines only. But that all changed in 2013. I don't know if they got rid of a law or they enhanced one that was on the books. I, uh, it's not worth really going into it. But that's what happened. And if you'll notice, for the last... Five, six, seven years. Oh, yeah. Telemarketing calls have increased. But you have to understand that there's money to be made on that as well. Because they're charging for spam apps that do work. Because apparently the ones that come with your phone or with your phone carrier service, they don't work. They've found a way because the, the telemarketers are not actually dialing the numbers. They're software generated and uh, whatever ring comes up, they... Uh, pause for a few seconds to see if someone answers the phone. And in some cases, they don't say anything at all, just hang up. And uh, one thing, I, <laughs> I mean, I block them. I put them on my block list. Uh, I have the spam shield and all this, and it still doesn't work. What happens is they'll call you, and if the spam shield prevents them from getting through, they'll still have the ability to leave a, a voice message, which... How's that work? I don't know. They figure out software, and whatever they come up with, they're going to get around it. But, they, you know, it's one of those things where there ought to be a law. Well, <clears throat> there used to be. No, no. 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 I had one day, <clears throat> and this is when I was out of town, no less than 18. And this is with all my spam blocker and spam shield and spam this and spam that and spam, 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 spam. 18 calls in one day. And they were all blocked, and they kept calling back. And they would get through to my voicemail to huck me at China about a car warranty. A car warranty, yeah, my car's brand new. Well, it's going to be a year old, but still, what the hell do I need a car warranty for? It's not a 75 Pinto. And they probably wouldn't even uh, insure that. 
They don't insure anything. It's all it's all a scam. This, these car warranty coverage things. If something goes wrong with your car, that I'm sorry, that's not in our network. Uh, that's what happens. <laughs> you have to be an idiot to get that. Uh, and here's the most important thing of all: they've always been around, and they've never worked. They just take your money each and every month. That's that's all they're in business to do. They do nothing in return. Despite the uh, slick commercials you see permeated throughout cable news channels, it's all garbage. So yeah, uh, that's the FCC again. And who's in charge of the FCC? Why it's none other than Jessica Rosenweisel. Jessica, you stink. They invade your privacy. You've just won a timeshare vacation at Immokalee Resorts. They interrupt your meal. This is the Police Benevolent Association. Really, we're really affiliated with that. We even have bumper stickers. They are telemarketers. And since they found their way around call blocking with fake phone numbers, it seems there's no escape. But now there's help. With the new Telemarketing Defense Manual, this easy-to-use guide provides inventive new ways to fight back against these telemarketing terrorists, like the game. A twister. Hello. Is this the Ignat Bombard? Who is this? Mr. Bombardnik. Have you heard about our? You sound hot. Huh? Have you ever had a man before? Oh, Mr. Bombardnik, I'm calling to tell you about. Are you a bottom or a top? Learn how to use your phone as a weapon with the feedback method by simply holding your handset over the mic of your speakerphone. Hello. Hello. I'd like to tell you about our new carpet cleaning service. I think you'll be amazed. At- Yes, now you can wage your own private war against the scourge of telemarketing with the Telemarketing Defense Manual. To get your copy, one of our friendly account executives will be contacting you soon. Hello. Hello. Can I interest you in the Telemarketing Defense Manual? And now, getting even with telemarketers. Hello. I'm calling on behalf of... To inform you that you've been pre-approved for a Platinum MasterCard with no annual fee, no processing fee, and you do have a generous credit line. Right. Okay. Yeah. And sir, do you have an email address? No. I last okay, time I used a computer, I got electrocuted on my neck. Okay, that could be fine, sir. Anyway, it's not a requirement. So, sir, to continue, can I have only the last four numbers of your social security number, please? I want to give you all of the numbers. Just the last four, sir. Okay. Last four numbers of your social security number? Elephant. Oh, what's the last four, sir? Yeah, it spells elephant. Sir, hold on. I just passed it to my supervisor, okay? Okay. Okay, hold on. Hi, my name is... I believe my supervisor was asking you regarding the last four digits of your social security number, sir. Yeah, I'm so old that when I got my social security number, it spelled out words. It wasn't numbers. Oh, okay. Are you sure about that? Yeah, it um, spells out plunger. Plunger? Plunger, yeah. My social security number spells plunger. So, so you mean the plunger would mean that 75864 seven, yeah. Plunger. So that's plunger. Plunger, yeah. It's so that's 758- uh, six, four, three, seven. Yeah, but I spell plunger with a J. Oh, J. Yeah. That would be P-L-U-N-J-E-R. Yeah. And I smell like a basket of underwear. I'm sorry about that, Mr. Uh, Powell. Me too. Okay. You're currently retired, right? I'm retarded? No, retired. R-E-T-I-R-E-D. Oh, I'm not very smart, but I'm not retarded. No, retired. You're not working. R-E-T-I-R-E-D. Right, retired with a J. Okay, so you are retired. Yeah, and I'm on a lunch break. I went to the zoo and I was bitten by a hyena. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, and then what happened after that? I got thrown oh. out of the zoo. I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Yeah, it's okay. You're welcome. What we are going to send you upon approval is a platinum MasterCard. What's a MasterCard? It's a credit card, sir. What's a credit card, sir? Huh? 
with Boca Brittany. for this week's Brit Summer Show. Thanks for being patient and standing back and standing by. <laughs> I'll be issuing uh, several shows in the coming weeks once I figure out what I'm going to be doing here. Uh, I don't have any news about uh, the radio thing yet. That's probably going to be next week. And if I find out, I'll tell you. But thanks for being here for me. And I'll see you again here next week. Until then, this is Brit Summer saying... What I always say at the end of every date. Thank you.